I've got Sandwich 5 And I have a man soaring through the sky like a stone. Hello there and Hello. welcome to Date Fight. It's the podcast where we take great moments from history and pitch them against each other. He's Jake, yeah. I'm Nat Tapley and together we have taken two of these sparrow hawks of history and are seeing which one catches the most entertaining mice. Or sparrows, <laughs> most entertaining sparrows. I left the mi- mouse hawks at home. <laughs> That was great. Don't worry about it. It's Saturday. No one listens. Yeah, it's Saturday. No one's listening. Hello, Saturday listeners. You're if you the are best. listening, you only have till midday to vote today, so get your votes in That's quickly. Okay. Although I messed up the poll yesterday, so... No, don't worry. I did all four in one poll just to see what would happen. It went crazy. Did it? It's gone mad. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Although it's quite interesting to know of the four things which is best. Hmm. Anyway. I'm excited. That's, we can discuss the admin <laughs> on our own time. <laughs> yeah, you do that in your own time. Thank you. For round one, I have Eugene B. Ely landing on the deck of the USS Pennsylvania in a four-cylinder biplane in San Francisco Bay on the 18th of January 1911, making him the first person to ever land an aircraft on a boat. And, like, intentionally. Yes, intentionally. (laughs) I think think even unintentionally, because it's quite difficult to get them out to boats, as you pointed out when we did the Kitty Hawk, they chose things which were, where the wind blew inland, because the one thing you didn't want to be was on an airplane that was going out to sea and unable to turn it round. <laughs> uh, Eugene B. Ellie had, hadn't even flown a plane until 18 months earlier. In 1910, at the beginning of the year, he got a job as a car salesman for E. Henry Wemmy, who was a, who had a car franchise, but he also had a franchise for Glenn Curtis biplanes, all across the northwest of America. Unfortunately, he didn't have anyone to fly the biplanes. So, Ely, Ellie? Ellie, I've been saying. Ellie said he'd fly No, it. you've been saying Ely. Have I? Okay. Yeah. So, Ely saw that he needed a pilot <laughs> and said that he'd fly it. He prompt- I like that you're like, I don't care if it's right or wrong, I just want to be consistent. Yeah, consistency is far more important. <laughs> <laughs> So seeing uh, Wemmy's problem, Ely said, No fear, I'll fly it. And he did. He flew it up into the air and crashed it straight into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and he felt so guilty yeah. that he bought the wreck of it off E. Henry Wemmy, repaired it himself, then started touring the country doing acrobatic displays of him taking off and crashing into the ground. I like the idea of him just... He can only ever do the first half of any acrobatic trick. He can loop the crump. He can... <laughs> he got his pilot's licence from the Aero Club of America. He got pilot's licence number 17. Wow. See, not quite in single figures, but certainly in the time you still had a licence which told you how many pilots there were in the whole country. I love the idea. Like, in those days, like you say, kind of learning to fly. I was like, got ten minutes? Learn how to fly. Yeah. <laughs> I reckon I can do that. <laughs> Must be like driving a car. Only easier. Easier, really, because there's no roads. Yeah. Easier, if anything. Yeah. Less to crash into up in the sky. Well, you would have thought. Um, in October 1910, he met Captain Washington Chambers of the US Navy... Um, who said he was looking into ways they could use aircraft in the Navy. 
And so on the 14th of November, 1910, he tried to take off from the USS Birmingham. Oh, he wow. flew his biplane off the 83-foot platform and promptly plummeted into the sea. Not quite. He got the wheels in the water but pulled it up, spraying his goggles with water and landed on the beach rather than where he was meant to land. But he had proved that you could take off just about from um, a boat that was stood at least 83 feet out of the water. <laughs> Uh, he said of the incident, it was easy enough. I think the trick would be tried successfully nine times out of ten. Meaning <laughs> one time out of ten, someone would be horribly killed. <laughs> he asked Captain Chambers for a job with the US Navy, and they said no. Um, so then he tried again on the 18th of January. That's when he tried landing, and they successfully landed. He was the first person to successfully land. And he told a reporter at the time, I guess I will be like the rest of them. Keep at it until I am killed. Oh, Which he wow. was on October the 19th of that year, when he um, smashed a plane into the ground, surprisingly. Well, not surprisingly enough. He actually got out of the plane, jumped out of the plane, walked a few metres, but he'd broken his neck, and he fell down, and he died there. Gosh. And that's Eugene B. Ely. Or Ellie, but we don't care. Or Ellie, we don't. We don't know. We haven't well, established. We don't well, he's dead. What's he going to do? <laughs> Just run after us with his broken neck. <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> I've got January the eighteenth, fifteen ninety-one. Ooh, what happened then? Uh, when King Nariswan of Siam, ah yes, kills the Crown Prince <gasps> Mingyi Swa of Burma. No, and he does it in single combat. And this date is now still observed. Oh. As Royal Thai Armed Forces Day. Obviously, that's... <laughs> come on. No one ties the... Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But also, that's sort of not the point. Uh, the point was he did it on his own. He didn't need an army. No. That should be the day when the army sit at home and don't do anything. Yeah. He did it with one army tied behind his back. He, um, so, but the, th- yeah. w- the thing is, it's not that much of an accomplishment, to be honest, because uh, from what I can ascertain... Was the other one in a wheelchair? Mingyi Swa was a born loser. Oh, dear. <laughs> He was kind of hopeless. Uh, so there was the first invasion of Siam, this is in 1584. Yeah. First of all, the Siamese revolted on his watch. Right. So this guy, Nariswan, mm-hmm. who uh, at the time was Crown Prince, um, he disobeyed Mingyi Swa, uh, who had ordered him to march to a place called Ava or Ava mm-hmm. or Ely, I don't know. <laughs> so th- that was all chaos, and Mingyi Swa didn't didn't do very well there at all. Mm. And uh, his troops got caught unprepared by flooded countryside, and they were nearly wiped out Ooh. by people in war canoes. I mean, how threatening is a war canoe? Not to know. I think anything, if you put war in front of it, becomes more threatening. Certainly, but it's like any film. If you put the word American in front of any noun, suddenly it becomes intriguing. American cabinets. American pan. Yeah, American Ooh. fridge. Oh. <laughs> like American beauty, American nails, American... Uh, American shoe. Yeah, American graffiti, American toilet. So then uh, in 1586, Swa led another expedition force, 12,000 troops, 1,200 horses and 100 elephants. Right. And they were going to seize northern Siam. Yeah. Uh, but they couldn't do it because the rainy season came. Then there was a third invasion. What? You've got elephants. They've got trunks. They can put their ne- trunks it. above the water. They're essentially submarines. Yeah, right. Or, or they could just sort of squirt it somewhere else. Yeah. By the time you got to the third invasion, 1586 to 1587, mm-hmm. they were like, Swa, you just guard Pegu, all right? We'll go off and do that. <laughs> but to be honest, Pingu. that didn't work very well because uh, almost 25,000 men died in that. Then... 
didn't learn from it. Fourth Invasion, 1590 to 1591. Wow. And this guy Nanda had a go, and he said, right, Swa, you do another invasion of Northern Siam. <laughs> and he tried to have a go, but it was exactly the same as the second invasion, <sighs> to be honest with you. And again, it didn't work. It's bad when you fail at something so many times you can compare each attempt to the previous times you failed. Yeah. This reminds me of Night Time I Failed Number 2. Yeah. Yeah. This is like the time I crashed that plane into the water. Yeah. And it, and then, uh, was that the fourth I was talking about? Yes. No, we, d- we were up to the fifth, weren't we? Yeah. 1596. There yeah. was a fifth and mm-hmm. final one. And again, yeah. it didn't work. And v- various accounts differ. Mingi Swa died in battle during the fifth one in 92-93. Right. Um, Which must have come as a blessed relief to him, <laughs> I imagine. No more invading northern Siam. Hooray. Yeah, I mean, he might have died in battle. He might have died in hand-to-hand combat. He might have just died of shame. <laughs> Boredom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just, just, yeah, he just sort of folded up in a kind of, I just shouldn't be here anymore. <laughs> um, but not only did he fail as a warrior, mm. uh, he absolutely failed as a lover. Um, his first <laughs> That's wife... That's opinion. That's not the opinion of the podcast as a whole. His first wife was called Nachin Medor. Uh, she was his double cousin. Oh, I don't even no. know what that is. Is that like double stuff with Oreos? She's like Ooh. twice as Super thick cousin. as a normal... Yeah. And, Does that mean your parents are related so uh, closely that you? she's a cousin on both of their sides? I guess so. Cousins of... Yeah. <laughs> yep. Good times. Mm. I want everyone to stop and think about their... Anyway, um, he spent most of his life, though, pursuing another woman called Princess Yaza Datu Kalaya. Um, Who was his mum? She was his half-aunt. Oh, of course. <laughs> But she was a year younger than him. I, Wikipedia oh. puts that in brackets like, I mean, it's okay because... <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's okay because... And um, in 1583, Nachin Medor complained to her parents and there was a big fallout and uh, that fallout led to a massive rebellion in 1584. So he, he was an absolute catastrophe in everything he did and everywhere he went. Well, we can only all be glad he's dead. <laughs> Happy birthday to Jake's old MP. Well, not Jake's old MP, because Jake wasn't around in the 1790s. <laughs> but MP for Bedford, Samuel Whitbread, the son of the brewery enthusiast. Um, he was quite a good MP. He was for abolishing slavery, establishing a minimum wage. He was quite progressive in many ways. We don't hear a lot about him now, because he also thought Napoleon was brilliant. And we all say, no, he wasn't now. <laughs> Also, happy birthday to A.A. Milne, who crafted the most wonderful poo. Uh, (laughs) I was like, oh, and then you made it silly and rude. Terrible. Come on. Uh, Happy birthday to Barbara Jane Horrocks. Um, She had Little Voice written for her when Jim Cartwright heard her singing the songs of Judy Garland and Julie Garland's voice as a warm-up for when she was in the touring production of Road, at which point he went away and wrote Little Voice for her because she was that good. And she is. So happy birthday, Jane Horrocks. Happy death day to Publius Clodius Pulcher, whose name means handsome. Um, he, When he was young, he was caught by pirates, um, and then he told them to ransom him to Ptolemy, 
Uh, Ptolemy refused to pay any money at all for him, um, something he never forgave. He was also known for sneaking into Caesar's house dressed as a woman so he could seduce Caesar's wife. Um, He had an incestuous relationship with his sister. He set up the first universal basic income in grain when he was in charge. When he was in charge of Rome, he also annexed Cyprus just to teach Ptolemy a lesson for not ransoming him when he was a child. Um, That's Publius Clodius Pulcher. He's the handsome, (laughs) cross-dressing pirate ransomee. Happy death day! To, I don't know. <laughs> Happy death day to Hugh Gatesgill, the Labour politician who was a reforming politician but died very young, and everyone was very sad. Also, happy death day to Melanie Appleby, uh, Mel from Mel and Kim, who also died very young, and we were all very sad. Round two. So I have got Captain Cook, and on the eighteenth of January in seventeen seventy-eight. Ooh. He spotted the Sandwich Islands. Ooh. Yay! Yum. <laughs> was it one little island between two big islands? <laughs> no, it was Hawaii. Oh. <laughs> and, but he decided to call them the Sandwich Islands, which I'm pleased to say did not stick. <laughs> uh, it's interesting because uh, he, he arrived there and was extremely well-received uh, because they, by pure luck, had arrived uh, right at the beginning of the Makahiki season, oh. which, as you know, mm. is a New Year's festival in honour of the god Lono, and, uh, you know, it's a great omen, and all really great. Sadly, though, uh, like with any house guest, they overstayed their welcome a little bit. Oh, and uh, the chief and everyone there had to explain, I'm, I'm terribly sorry, uh, the festival season has ended. Um, the next season... <laughs> what's the next season? Oh, uh, let's check. Oh, yeah, Battle and War. Uh, it's Kuke Ilimoku. <laughs> it's and foreigner eating season next. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but he did pretty much bring it on himself. So hmm. uh, he tried to barter uh, for uh, some wood and stuff. and hmm. But it was their sacred burial ground. Uh, that it was bordering. And they were like, no, you, you can't have that. So he just nicked it. Oh, of course he did. Cook, w- w- he met his end in Hawaii. Uh, that, that was a year later in 1779. Mm. This was his third exploratory voyage. And he was trying to kidnap the island of the Hawaiian king, Kalani Opu'u. Oh, in order to reclaim a cutter. What is a cutter? Is a cutter a small boat or is a cutter, or is it just like a knife? He's trying to get back. It's a small boat. Yeah, small to medium boat. Mm-hmm. All right. It looks like if oh. you were to draw, if I said draw me a small to medium size sailing boat, you you draw a cutter. Yeah. Uh, okay. So for the love of a boat, uh, he lost his life. Uh, I mean, it has to be said that it goes on to say, well, he, he left a legacy of scientific and geographical knowledge that influenced his success as well into the 20th century, and numerous memorials worldwide have been dedicated to him. Yeah, but... Mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, but... Yeah. He also nicked stuff and sacred stuff and had no regard for it, and it's kind of the same old story. Yeah. I wish there were another story we could tell. <laughs> <laughs> I found today quite depressing in that I looked through the list of events for today and everything was a horrid battle. And that was pretty much it for most of it. Yeah, it was quite depressing today. 
was not a good day. 18th century. Why doesn't everyone go out and do something brilliant today so that next year we've got something great to talk about? <laughs> yeah, make today a great day. Yeah. Because in every other year in human history, it sucked. <laughs> oh, what, so, last detail about James Cook, though. Mm-hmm. For all that, he was a bit of a rogue and all the rest of it. Okay, yes, and he explored mm. stuff, whatever. Uh, he had the most awesome signature. It looks like something off of a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. It's got all the squiggly curly cues underneath and stuff, Ooh. which leads me to conclude that he didn't study very much at school because I think he was just practising that on the back of his <laughs> exercise books. I think he was putting different surnames on to see who he wanted to marry in his class. <laughs> I'm going to take you back to the 18th of January, 2018, which I'm not sure even really counts as history, but it is the past. No. Uh, the 18th of January, 2018, when in New South Wales, a drone saved two teenagers just hours after being unveiled. What? Surf Life Saving, New South Wales, um, had just that very morning unveiled their new drone, which they said was going to hover above the water and look out for people and save them. And then a couple of hours later, two boys were seen about 700 metres off Lennox Head, and within two minutes of them being spotted, the drone had found them, identified them, dropped an inflatable rescue pad to them, and started towing them back to the shore. They were rescued, and they probably wouldn't have been otherwise. And so that's my happy thing for the 18th of January. In 2018, a remote drone saved two boys who were um, stranded at sea. Um, within minutes of being unveiled, it proved its usefulness. That's amazing. Because humanity isn't entirely irredeemable. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> would you have you ever flown a drone would you would you fly a drone um i haven't but i would yeah why not (laughs) i mean not for the american military or anything i'm not saying that i would try and take out a wedding party full of suspected terrorists who are really just you know people having a nice time doing uh probably not having a gig but well that's that's weird it sort of works we dovetail quite well because those are the only circumstances under which i would so yeah (laughs) that's nice well between the two of us, between this podcast, yep. there's a drone operator for every yep, occasion. That could be a sideline. There we go. If you're listening to this before midday, hurry to the internet and vote. Yes, uh, you go can and vote. on Twitter, it's at date underscore fight. And at Facebook, it is facebook.com forward slash date fight. Yes, uh, decide who you think has, has won today. And we will announce our first week's winners of 2020 tomorrow. Oh my. And I, I have no idea. You, you, you've been across the stacks. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty up to date on where everything's at. <laughs> I'm not going to give anything away now. I love, I love the suspense of this. I'm I, just going to say that I did have some reservations about this before it started. That's all I'm going to say. What? I pointed out that trusting the public might not be the best idea. <laughs> no, I, 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 I think this public. If, if, listen. <laughs> We'll be back tomorrow. Yes, we will. For whatever it is that's going to happen, and I genuinely, I, don't, I, I can't infer from the way you talk. I'm like, he's either trashing <laughs> I'm me being or he's as being no mick as possible. Yeah, it's impossible to work out which way you're going with this. So I, I can't wait. Hopefully, to find out you should be able to infer that an event has happened, things have occurred. How weird. Okay, <laughs> let's find out tomorrow. Take care. Bye. Bye.